Do you remember when Ben said your body is a wonder wall? Oh, don't go. Welcome. <laughs> Let's go. Welcome to Dog Days. Uh, oh, welcome to Dog listen? Days. Oh, shit. We just said uh, welcome to Dog Days three different times. Uh, let's each give it a try, and then we'll vote on which one's the best, uh, since right. Ben's not here. All right, Brandon. Okay. Bienvenidos al Dog Days. Shane. All right, very well, good. Done. Thank you. <laughs> to dog days all right all right welcome to dog days uh thank you for tuning in uh, uh today's day but that's not how podcasts work um uh, we have brandon shane and me here today ben's absent um what, what's your name me you, uh you do there you go and uh and before we started recording um, Shane and I were talking about the because we haven't talked since the Euro Cup and, and the Copa America uh, finals. I was about to say how weird um, this Brazilian um, team feels to root for because, like, we don't really know what their deal is um, as a kid. So, okay, let's go way back to the beginning. Brazil. Um, won three out of four uh, World Cups between 1958 and 1970. So, like, we won 58, we won 62, and then we lost uh, 66 to England in the bullshit. Like, they pretty much paid the ref uh, to win it at home. And then in 70, we won it again in Mexico. Um, So then in 1970, everyone was like, Brazil is the biggest. Brazil is the best. Like, no one can ever um, take Brazil's throne. And then to this day, like, we are the country with the world with the most World Cups. Um, so then it just created this kind of like uh, mentality that like we're the best always, which is definitely not the truth. Like, uh, we've had like some bullshit teams too. But it's weird. So then, okay, we go 24 years without winning between 70 and 94. And then everyone's like, this is the end of the world. Like, we'll never win again. Brazil sucks. Um, Italy was about to, like, pass us and, like, be the country with the most World Cups. Uh, but then in four, we get we we are champions again in the u.s i think it was the final was in the rose bowl i think oh, uh, sick. uh yeah uh against italy and the pks it, it was the first world cup to be decided on the pks wow um and we won with a very bureaucratic team like we played very ugly soccer like it was pretty much just like rough players and people just like fighting and and anyway so then we were like, okay, this is going to be Brazil now. We're super, like, physical, not technical at all. And then in 98, we reached the finals with Ronaldo being, like, the best player in the team. So we go back to, like, oh, shit, no, we are the technical team. We are the team that, like, plays beautiful soccer. And then, okay, we keep doing that. And in 2002, we win again. 
So we go like, okay, now we definitely know what our personality is. 1994 was just uh, uh, an illusion. Let's just pretend that never happened. We've always, we've always played good soccer. And then 2006 comes. And in 2006, literally the best teams in the world were Barcelona, Real Madrid, Milan, and Inter Milan in, in 2006. And the best, te- the best player in each of those teams was Brazilian and was in top shape. So, like, in 2006, everyone was like, it's the most obvious champion of any World Cup ever. When the World Cup started in Germany, everyone was like, we know who's going to win. Like, like, if you could go back to 2006 and visit the, like, bat parlors, <laughs> pretty much, like, it was probably the the biggest odds of anyone winning was Brazil. Um, and then shit hits the fan and Zidane and, and Thierry and he basically like destroy us. Um, Cause our team was so full of themselves that they were careless and then they lost. Uh, and then describe since careless, two, bro. It, bro, they were fat. They were out of shape. They were partying <laughs> in Germany instead of like training. Um, yeah. So then um since the end of 2006 every brazilian supporter and i promise you this rent is about to end um from 2006 to today every brazilian supporter has been very ambivalent and confused about this team because we don't know what the personality is like at the same time we have this huge pressure that comes from winning almost three world cups in a row with Pele to going 24 years without winning to playing beautiful soccer again. So then we don't know what to think basically. And this team like doesn't give us anything to help us like understanding what's going on. It's very Neymar dependent. Brazil have never been a one man team. So like we basically are that right now i've got an idea anyway it's just though. it's just really weird Go you ahead. could you could uh like brazil could just ceremoniously award mbappe brazilian citizenship True. and then neymar and mbappe could play together on the brazil national team they didn't win the Champions League, though, so how good are they together anyway? Yeah, Mbappe low-key <laughs> didn't look good. Hasn't looked too good recently. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's hard. When you have that much pressure to perform, I feel like that really does start to weigh on a team, especially year after year, if you're just not quite reaching the level you have. And I feel like a lot of it must be mental or leadership or something just because you look at the players that Brazil has. I mean, Neymar, Thiago Silva, Richarlison, Coutinho. I mean, they have a really good team. They should be at least in the semifinals of any tournament they're in. And then if you do that enough times, they're going to eventually go your way. But yeah. I don't know. It's I like I like even when you said just with Copa America, I thought Brazil was going to keep it really close with Argentina. And then at times they did, but 
you know, then Argentina pulled away. And I was like, well, that was it's kind just, of underwhelming. Yeah. Argentina has Messi too, though. So it's like, like he didn't a, do anything. Yeah. Not it's really. Still, no. It's yeah. still just, it was him being there. It was a huge, it was, factor. um, bro. The thing is, uh, we like leadership. Like, I don't even, I'm saying we, but I don't even like have too much, um, empathy for the team. Like, I don't feel too connected to the team, like, as I once did, once upon a time in 2006. Um, but there's no leadership. Like, you see, like, with the Euro Cup final, um, Chiellini and uh, Bonucci and even Chiesa, who's, like, an up-and-coming player who, like, is probably, like, 19 or 20, when shit hit the fan and they really needed to like pull some magic trick to be champions. They did it, you know, like they went in, if not with technical uh, skills and shit, they, they did it with heart and they pretty much like fought for it. I don't see that in Brazil. Like, if, if Neymar is your biggest player and Neymar is the biggest, like, bitch that complains and moans and just rolls around on the floor, like, that's not the best sign that you have a team that's going to resist, like, hardships, you know? It's, it's weird. And also, the team, just, did you watch the game, Shane? I did, yeah. They don't create. They don't create plays. Like, if you get... A random team from the Brazilian league, they create more plays than than theoretically the best Brazilian players out there. Like, Yeah, I mean, crazy. it was essentially Neymar. I mean, it, from what it looked like to me, Neymar was kind of doing all the creating and stuff, and it just beyond him, it wasn't it wasn't enough from the rest of the group. And again, like, there are good, there's good players on that team, so there isn't a, really much of an excuse for them not to be creating their own chances because – it can't just be Neymar. It was like what France, what part of France's problem was they were way too dependent on Mbappe and Mbappe was, has had a kind of a cold streak recently. So as a result, you know, that they got upset by Switzerland. You can't just depend on one guy and in, in, in this sport, you know, you, you might get, you get, might make it past the elimination stage, but you're not going to get all the way. You need to, the teams that will destroy you are the teams who can attack you from every angle, every side, and just are relentless. And, you know, that, that wasn't them that time. Uh, I am looking up, though. You have good news. I just saw that – I looked this up right now – that Brazil, right before COVID, uh, there's the under-17 World Cup, and Brazil won that in 2019. Yeah. So that's they've, pretty promising for your young talent. They, yeah, and Brazil always, uh, for the most part, ha- all, normally has some very good young players. They, they, they've been consistently good for you know a while now, even if they're not at the level they should be. It's just, yeah, it's a matter of you know finding that leader to take them to that next level. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's a leader issue. I don't know if it's coach issue or what it is. It, have they had the same coach for a while? To do, do you know? Uh, since 2016, I want to say. That's the most. That's the longest. Uh, that's the longest uh, uh, we've had a uh, manager. Manager, yeah, yeah, for yeah. for a bit, for a bit. Because usually, if they lose in the World Cup, they get sacked. So it's yep, a good, yep. good sign 
it's a good sign that they're keeping uh, people now. It does but, bring um, some stability, especially when it comes to like choosing the players and finding a system. It's just, but then at the same yeah. time, if you're stuck in without changing things, then that can also be bad. Yeah. yeah. Flip the coin there. Do you like a guy named uh, Gabriel Verón? Yeah. He's a very promising young player. Like he's the most valuable player in South America right now. He could like, he's one of those guys where if he played all games in the season, he would for sure be sold to like Barcelona, like next uh, season or Chelsea, okay. but, but he or Manchester keeps getting United. Hurt. <laughs> yeah. But he keeps getting, he keeps getting hurt. Um, he's only like 18. So okay. it's all good. He'll, he'll have time to, um, but he just played a few minutes in the game that I, I just uh, watched. Uh, sick. Yeah. Bro, we just sold our best left back. Uh, to Roma. Yeah, Damn. Ah, Jose Mourinho strikes again. Taking <laughs> Jadu's yeah. players. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, it's going to be rough. The Jose Mourinho drama show, show in Roma is going to be absurd, and I cannot wait for every second of it. Yeah. It's going to be sick. All three, I thought all I just saw that Roma like had a game recently where they either just like destroyed someone, yeah, or got destroyed. I forget what. No, it was. they did. They did the destroying, but it was like a preseason game, so I wouldn't read too much into it. Gotcha. And yeah, yeah really? I see it here now. It's Roma versus Monte Catini. Uh, I don't even know what could team be. that is. I mean, that could they be won, one of the Italian teams. They won ten to zero. Yeah, I mean, also that could have been like one of the lower division teams too. That could have been like the B division, and they're just having to scrimmage and trying out new players. I I wouldn't read too much into that. It's still just crazy to see that number. Don't worry, Joe. You go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. I was going to. I was going to say, don't worry. With Jose Mourinho at the helm, they'll be parking the bus and winning one zero games in no time. Don't you worry, Brendan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, how about them bucks, huh? <laughs> oh my god, bro! I didn't even know there were like more than a hundred people who lived in Milwaukee. They were. Uh, I mean, they were. They were all. They Milwaukee were all in the building. Was what it was. That whole town was actually there. <laughs> I was gonna say. I think every single person and baby that lives in Milwaukee was standing outside for those drone shots. Nah, bro. This the whole state was there. <laughs> bro, I was thinking about that because, um, every lot la- like. I can't think of any recent NBA champions who come from as small of a city as I imagine Milwaukee to be. Cause like Toronto's big, LA's big, of course, like, uh, San Francisco, Oakland. Um, San Francisco is actually not the biggest. San Francisco is less than a million. Yeah. But the Bay area is huge. And the The Bay area is huge, but but San Francisco itself is not. San Francisco has less than a million people? Yep, it's very compact. Lots of people in a small area. You got to understand, though, San Francisco, like, the lines are drawn so that it's just a really small, like, area. And the rest of the Bay Area in total is, like... Suburbs of San Francisco and Oakland, yeah. So, So Bay Area big. And most of those Bay Area people are all Warriors fans, so it's still, like, a massive fan base. Yeah. Yeah. How about Cleveland? Is Cleveland big? I have no idea. Um, Cleveland's a decently sized, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Milwaukee's definitely the smallest yeah. city 
to win the NBA in a while. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. Actually, Cleveland only has um, about 400,000 people. Damn, that's Where? smaller than my city. Actually, Milwaukee's almost twice the size as Cleveland. So oh, Cleveland shit. actually was the low, was the smaller city. All right. Honestly, because I was pretty crazy when Cleveland won too. Like it was a big deal. Yeah, I think we t- we kind of take that for granted, but. But is is Cleveland more like industrialized or more like in touch than Milwaukee? Because I feel like Milwaukee's in the middle of nowhere. I have no idea. They're they're all in that Midwest kind of area, and like um, near like the Great Lakes. Off of like, yeah, like Michigan. I, tr- yeah, truthfully, dude, I don't know much much about the area, but I mean, there's lots of pretty pictures of Milwaukee. Might be fun. No, yeah, definitely. Dude, there's a lot of beer there. I think yeah, that's where Bud Light was started. I mean, Milwaukee Brewers. That is their baseball <laughs> team. Yeah, true. Oh shit, is that? Oh, that's I, I, a- it's okay, Jadu. I actually just made that connection two seconds ago as well. So. <laughs> That it makes the name. It makes the name so much cooler when you know. That. It does, yeah. I thought I was like, oh, they just they the baseball team liked beer. Like I was, I wasn't sure what. Oh, that's, that's true. Cool. I thought maybe like there was some random animal in like the fucking Sahara Desert that was called a brewer. <laughs> oh. That's why. I was but assuming no, they were like. It is. I was assuming they were all at a bar and they're like, "What do we name the team in Milwaukee? What What do we do? Can we get a round of beer, please? Thank you." Wait, wait. <laughs> Either that, Brewers. who knows? Bro, I still think Daddy either... McBatface would be the best name for a baseball team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, isn't wait? What's the? Because I was gonna say you could call your team the Brewers either if you really like beer or coffee. What's the biggest coffee city in the U.S.? Ooh, so Starbucks yeah. was founded in Seattle. Seattle, yeah. Seattle's up there. Um, I think Portland, isn't it? Portland, probably. It just Portland seems probably gets like it would be a niche end yeah. of it. I'm sure New York. <laughs> sounds, sounds like it'd be <laughs> New York City for sure. Yeah, Washington. But I feel DC. like I feel like um, I don't know why. I feel like I've heard about Portland being a huge coffee town. Um, so we could have the Portland Brewers also, uh, but bro. Antetokounmpo, dude, he's such a beast. Um, he's one of only like five people to score fifty plus points in an NBA final. Like, uh, I think like in, in the last game of an NBA final, he he's he is along with like Michael Jordan and some other dude that I forgot. The only player to ever win NBA Finals uh, MVP, uh, season MVP. And defensive player of the year in the that's, same season. That's that's, domin- that's domination, bro. That's that's bro, ridiculous. He's he's just a Cristiano Ronaldo of basketball. He's just like he has the potential to like be that beast for like ten years if you want. Is he the new? Is he the new LeBron James dominating they, the league? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've they've yeah, said true. that in the past that like they draw comparisons to you know Giannis and uh, LeBron, and it's like. People hate on any argument against LeBron being a GOAT, but Giannis has an opportunity. I talked to someone recently. I was like, what does Giannis need to do to be the GOAT, you know, besides win this year? And I forget what they said. I think they said win, like, four more championships and, like, four more MVPs or something. 
Well, you know, he's off, he's off to a good start on that. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure LeBron only has three championships, right? Yeah, he lost a bunch. Yeah, Miami, Cleveland, L.A. Yeah. That's sick. Bro, yeah. The fact that he got three for three different teams in three different cities is very cool. It's Shane, like, I um, I'm so good. I can, like, play a season in each team, and I'll be, like, a, a, a title contender. Like, and it's just crazy. Bro, a niche team like Tampa Bay? Bro, yeah. Also, that that guy is just insane. Like, <laughs> people like here, like serious sports journalists in Brazil were saying, like, um, uh, fuck, what's his name? I just blanked. Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady <laughs> is like the is like the big biggest and best like um co- like collective sports person player of all time oh that's t- that's tough yeah 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 like, oh, when you put all the like, sports together yeah like who the all, most all dominant the in their sports. respective sports who would who not would be... individual sports not individual sports we're not talking like golf swimming like athletics anything like that we're talking strictly like collective sports baseball basketball soccer volleyball handball anything like, obviously, you're going to think about Michael Jordan, Pele, Maradona, um, Tom Brady. I mean, there's not many more. Yeah. I mean, t- t- I would argue, you know, Tiger Woods could be thrown on that list. Wayne Gretzky could be thrown on that list. I mean, m- current. current so I, I mean, current, golf. Com- Golf's not um, collective. What do you mean by collective? What, yeah, what do you mean? I'm, I, mean I don't really understand what you mean. Sports are playing teams. Oh, not individual sports. Oh, because yeah. I mean that limits it completely. Oh, that limits it considerably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, if you think about team sports, Tom Brady is the best team sports player of all time. Yeah, I mean, if you take like American football, it's Tom Brady. If you take hockey, I'd say Wayne Gretzky. If you take basketball, I'd still say Michael Jordan. And if you take um Baseball? I don't know, man. Barry Bond. <laughs> Just kidding. I, who would be the best baseball player of all time in baseball? Is there a good? I mean, I... Cy Young? L- literally? Bobby, uh, Bobby Bonilla. Bobby Bonilla? Bobby Bonilla. Where he? Oh, I don't even know. Bet. I've never heard that name before. That's so crazy. He's getting he retired like 10 years ago and he's been paid one million dollars by the Mets for the past like 10 years and is going oh. to be continue to be paid by the Mets for another 10 like 20 years because they bought out his contract and it's the most genius financial decision to ever be made. That's so funny. I know and now I know what you're talking about. And that's so crazy. Like literally this man doesn't even play. Didn't they didn't he like stop playing like pretty much as soon as they bought out the contract too? Or they, they like cut him after like buying him? For like a thirty-year contract. Yeah, something like that. I've literally watched maybe like one full baseball game in my life, um, but the top players that come to mind when I, 
like whenever I think about baseball or Babe Ruth and oh yeah, fuck, who's Luke that Garrick. guy? No, the other one. The one that people actually say is the best of all time. Derek Jeter? No. Fuck. A-Rod? God damn it. No. Was it a long name? Hold on. Now I have to figure this out or else I won't be able to sleep. Um, yeah, but anyway, we can uh, talk about it more. But Yeah, it's interesting how there's not really like an undisputed goat in baseball. <laughs> as compared to, like, other sports. I guess, yeah, I guess it was all Babe Ruth that I was thinking about. But, um, yeah, think about it. Come back to me uh, next week <laughs> with who your pick for best team sports player of all time is. Listeners you're not going to... Yeah, you're not going to think of anyone besides Tom Brady. He's just... So, I look... I looked up some of the players we mentioned earlier and how many championships they won. What's interesting is Tom Brady has won six, which is tied with Michael Jordan with six as well. So if you're going purely off of championships and carrying the team, you could actually make a fair argument for either of them, really. If, I- if Tom Brady wins another one, then undisputed. But I think in terms of you could make a case that – it really could be either of them, just purely based on but the championships. My, my argument I, for Tom Brady, though, like we were talking about even the other day, Shane, is that, like, Michael Jordan played basketball, dominated, dominated from the very beginning, but so did Tom Brady. Um, left baseball – or left – left. sorry, played basketball, dominated, left basketball, came back, dominated again, and then retired at his peak. He retired after winning a championship. Right, if I'm not mistaken, and then, um, and like we were talking about the other day, like Tom Brady could have retired from the Patriots, you know, with his five Super Bowl rings, and said like, "Look, I'm a goat. Like I did, I I made this team a dynasty. Like we've been dominant for 15 years. Like we're a team that you can literally never write out, write off as Super Bowl champions every single year, just because I'm on it." And then he could have retired there, but what he he went to, like you said, the most losing team in the entire NFL and won them a championship with the worst team, theoretically, in the NFL. He <laughs> went to the worst team, and his first year on the worst team, he wins a Super Bowl. Yeah. And, I mean, and again, it, you it, could... It silences also... Sorry, just one more thing. It silences, like, any argument, too, because there's a large argument around, like, well, is it Brady or is it Belichick? And not that Belichick isn't a great coach, but it's, like, it's Brady. That is true. I think, but you could also, you know, devil's advocate. It wasn't like it was just Brady and a shitty team. It was Tom Brady with a really stacked Tampa Bay team that went all in and had one of the best defenses in the league. That is, but the Bulls. and the def and the def and the defense destroying the remnants of the Chiefs' offensive line is truly what run them. That what truly what won them the game. And that's not the takeaway from Tom Brady. No. Um, it's. I think well, again. I think. I think you can make a case for either or two. The fact that Michael Jordan left, came back, and just was just as dominant, I think is equally as impressive as Tom Brady leaving for Tampa Bay. I think you can make an argument for both. And again, I don't particularly follow basketball or football that closely, so I'm pretty neutral on this subject. But I think it's a very interesting, uh, interesting case here. One thing I find really interesting about 
football, but literally every sport in general, beyond like luck being a factor, obviously, almost like every champion of any sport, like there is an injury factor that goes into it too. You know what I mean? Like if you look at like when like the Raptors won their uh, NCAA, not NCAA, when they won their NBA championship, not to like discredit them because I don't think you can discredit any team for injuries. Um, but like they're playing against a uh, Golden State Warriors with what? No KD, no, um, no, uh, what's his name? With the insanely good like shot, not Steph, Clay Thompson. I'm pretty sure Clay and KD were both out. And I don't even think, I can't remember if like, I don't think Steph was 100% either. And it's like injuries were a huge factor. Yeah. And people will like say that all day, especially here in the Bay Area about like, oh, well, like, you know, we weren't, you know, fully healthy. But I feel like it is so crazy how many like sports championships are kind of decided almost more by injuries than like the better team. At the end of the day, it's, it's, it's all the factors have to go your way. You have to be the be- better team. And sometimes things just have to work out yeah. for or against you. Sometimes it's the best team doesn't way, win. Though. Yeah. Yeah. It's always been that way. Like in 1962, Brazil won uh, despite Pele getting hurt in the very first game. Like, like that was so long ago that there were no red or yellow cards. Um, so people could just like beat each other on the field and it was okay. So then someone beat Pele on the first game. He was out for the rest of the world cup and Brazil still made it. But then like, Anyway, it's it's stuff like that really decides who's the champion and who and who isn't. Like, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's kind of a relief to think that it's always been that way because at least we're not um, getting lower quality entertainment. Like, it's it's always been this way. Yeah, I mean, the unpredictability is what makes it half the reason why it's fun. If the expected team wins every time, when yeah. you know, sometimes that happens, but when it doesn't, it makes it exciting. Like, who would have thought it would have been Milwaukee versus the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals? No one. People would have laughed. People were betting on the Lakers to wipe the floor with the Suns, even though the Suns were the first overall team. And the Suns made them look silly. That's great. And they, were there injuries on the Lakers? Yes, but... But, you know, good teams overcome. And that's just how it goes sometimes. So, guys, you know, I know um, we're probably going to record for a bit longer. And uh, this has been a really good sports conversation. But I also just wanted to bring up the fact that we might be getting our fucking eardrums blessed before this weekend. By new Kanye West. Oh, wow! I thought you were about to sing a song. Yeah, <laughs> I, thought, like, I mean, I can sing a song. Ears blessed by me. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard you sing in <laughs> Uber rides. <laughs> it's, it's a lot to hear. <laughs> this dude was singing Christmas songs earlier to do, and I was like, "Hey, it's July. You better calm down now." I literally wasn't even doing it intentionally, too. I was just, like, started humming, and it was, like, Christmas music. Yeah, he just sees me above the light, like, like close the laptop and, like, just glaring at him. (laughs) 
Bro, I'm very excited about this new Kanye West album because um, it's been on the works for a while. It's been delayed, like, wow. like I think I think it was supposed to come out like in 20. When did the last one come out? Like 2018. Jesus think, is King, yeah, or Jesus think, is King or Yay. I have no idea. I didn't listen to Jesus is King at all, and <laughs> Yay is like five songs long. I think yeah. this is the. This is the first big project since um, Life of Pablo. And I listen to Life of Pablo every week. It's 2021. <laughs> it's it's the middle of 2021. <laughs> that fucking album came out five years ago. That's and impressive. I listen to, and I listen to the Life of Pablo every fucking week. It's it is a, so, it is a very it is a very solid album. I, I do agree. Yeah. That's the only album and, of those uh, actually I've listened all the way through. I need to I do need to expand. I know it how dare I be a fan of music and not listen to his stuff, but listen to Yeezus bro. also. Shane, um you have to listen to okay. <laughs> this is this them. is not gonna take long. This is not gonna take long. I'm just gonna all give right. you a quick, a quick guide to Kanye's uh, discography. All right, I'm ready. The very first one you have to listen to. Um, college, no, is it graduation or college dropout? I forgot. I think it's anyway. You have to listen to graduation and college dropout. Um, okay. you can, you don't, uh, it feels rude to say skip uh, lay registration, which is the second one. Um, just because there's like two or three bangers there, but graduation, gold, college digger, dropout. gold digger on late registration, yeah. And late registration, there's like Gold Digger, like Diamonds from Sierra Leone, like like some bangers. But the overall album of of graduation and and um, College Rapa are fucking sick. And they're like a different era. They're like you listen to it, you're transported back to like end of 1990s, beginning of 2000s, like rap. Gotcha, gotcha. It's so cool. Like you can you you actually hear Kanye rapping and like doing rhymes and shit. It's so sick. Yeah. The um, other cool thing is too, like that like Kanye has such a wide range of discography that like yeah. everyone could probably even if you don't like even if you haven't listened to every Kanye song, like you probably still name like five to ten Kanye songs just off the top of your yeah, head. Which yeah. is more than most other like artists. But when and, like, you listen you- to like an album all the way through, like he has albums like all of his albums are usually like an hour, over an hour long, like usually over ten songs long. So yeah. there's just so many songs out there that are just absolute gems, but they're still low key because they're like on early albums and they don't they wouldn't necessarily get radio time or like be played at like a bar or a club. But they're just like that's cool. Yeah, it's it's sick. Well, like I the like very, artists like that. The, so that's good. Yeah, those those first albums are very rhythmic, very like instrumental like like gritty they're very like ambitious in a in a in an organic way it's it's interesting okay to comment on what brendan said first uh before i forget it if you look if you compare kanye's discography to like someone like drake drake's shit all sounds i'm not gonna say it all sounds the same but it sounds like familiar yeah and some drake's do that is, it's okay Drake is always keeping up with like what's going on already. So like if trap is big, Drake's going to release like a trap record. If like singy like R&B 
like records that are big, then he's going to drop like an album where he sings a lot. Um, Kanye just like invents atmospheres and, and kind like genres of music. Um, it's so sick. You can divide Kanye's like discography in three parts. There's like the very early stuff, which is like rhyming and like doing like actual rap. Second part is him discovering autotune and playing with it and basically making his voice an instrument. Like he was the first guy to like make basically like psychedelic rap pretty much. Like, ah, it's just so sick. And then the third part of his career is just complete, like, avant-garde shit. So is this, like, does that third stage start with Life of Pablo, or is that, like, before? I think I think um, Yeezus kind of starts it, because it's very, like, okay, what the okay. fuck is going on? Like, Bound 2? Bound oh. 2 is pretty much, like, a, Bound 2 is a... Bound 2 is, like, a Picasso painting. Like bound two right. makes no sense. It's like it's four different things at once. But anyway, I'm gonna get back to the albums now. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm done with the first phase. You should listen to uh, graduation, right, graduation and college college second gotcha. second phase. Um, phase two. Fucking fucking uh, beautiful dark twisted fantasy is the best album of Kanye and of the 21st okay. century. It's I've heard good things about it. All right. Yeah, and it's all like Kanye doing songs with like Bon Iver and like really oh, interesting, okay. really interesting layering, um, and really interesting like really just songwriting is it, it could be like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy could be like a Rolling Stones album and no one would think twice about it. It's crazy. Um, all right, cool. Also, Eight Eights and Heartbreaks is is just dope. Like, you can see, you can find videos on YouTube of, like, trappers, like Travis Scott and Trippy Red and, and Juice World, all praising 808s and Heartbreaks as, like, the first time they fell in love with music. Because, like, 808s and Heartbreaks invented trap. It's insane. Wow. The guy was, like, 10 years ahead of his time. And then, of course, for the third phase... You cannot skip Life of Pablo because it's also a masterpiece. All right. It's insane. Fate, fate is a banger. I need fate. Yeah. Have you seen the video Have you seen the video I've not seen the video, oh. but uh, I'll get on that. All right. Yo, you, I mean, all right, all it's right. very sexual. It's very sexual. Yo, guys, what? I, I have a serious question. Are Go we going to get an actual, a real, like a real life, like, honestly, get yourself back on your feet. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Get yourself back on your feet. Let's get it on. Scoop a dee whoop. Scoop de poop de poop. Honestly, like, I hope I hope we get an actual version of that. I actually listened to that when it dropped, like because I think I was that was like I was listening to Life of Pablo. So I was like, oh, I wonder what this new song is, and I was like, what the fuck? 
Dude, it's so frustrating too because that like instrumental went so it's hard. It's so good. It yeah, so the, good. the first the two thirds of that was. are incredible. I mean, I'm like, bro, why did you? Why did you need to do that? Why did? Why was it your single? Like, why not have that in the album? Because in the album, it's pretty funny. As a single, it's a weird choice, but you know, it did get him attention, which was, I'm sure, helped yeah. the album. So, if anything, good for him. We we were saying He's very good at that sort of stuff. We were saying last weekend. Um, like Kanye West obviously has a lot going on upstairs. And so um, I think like with Yeezus and Life of Pablo, it was like when people were like, yo, Kanye is like a little bit crazy, but like he makes good music, you know? Like he makes good music, but he also goes on Twitter and like just starts tweeting like the craziest things you've ever seen. You're like, maybe like it's kind of just like hype for the uh, album. Like maybe he's a little off, but he's not like, like it's also kind of like embellished, you know? And then I think after Life of Pablo, when like Pope the Scoop came out and like Yay dropped and some other things happened, like I think that's when people were like, Oh, like Kanye West might actually really, really have some stuff going on. And so like yeah. honestly, if this album is an absolute just banger, like you know, up there with like Life of Pablo and Jesus and like his others. I think it's going to be like a huge comeback for him, honestly. Like, it's going to be like kind of insane to see because not that like Jesus is King was bad and not that Ye was bad. Like, the songs on Ye are all good, but there's only like, like you said, you do like five or six of them. And the first one is like, I killed my yeah, wife yeah, yesterday. Me. And like, it's kind of weird. And then um, Jesus is King is just not it's a gospel album so it's very different you know i don't think it's like what people are used to but jacob gaytan actually made a really good point one time when he's like bro yay kanye has the whole fucking world listening to a gospel album that's pretty special yeah. i'm like yeah that's I mean, true he's a he's a big enough name he could go, he could make a swedish death metal album that could be what it is and people would be like you know into it because it probably would be really really good he's just he is like genuinely a very talented musician, even though I think his personality is uh, wacky, but um, we got respect the art. So Jadu, I, by the way, I, I love the fact that I could see how passionate you are about his music. Just every time you talk about it, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I, Bro, I like saying that. I, I, I'm truly in awe of him as an artist. Like he really inspires me. Like I, it's the same thing with Travis. Travis has made me like such a huge fan of trap. And he's like made me, it's basically how people who like lived when the Beatles were big or when like guns and roses were big or when like all these different geniuses of music, when you're living in the same time that they're making music, and you get to like listen to the same song by them five fifty five hundred times, and then they come up with new music next week, bro. It's just it's just like a privilege. Um, it's sick. Like literally, as I said, like I listen to Kanye's shit like every week. Like I'm not even trying. Oh, I believe you. I'm not even like, I might be taking a shower and I'm not even thinking about music at all. But then I start like singing Runaway or I start <laughs> singing or I start singing Ultralight Beam. And then I end up singing. And then I, and then, 
end up singing the whole like first half of Life of Pablo after that. Yeah, Ultralight wow. Beam Ultralight Beam is one of the best songs I've ever heard. Like the genuinely, like it's just beautiful. And the closer of that album, whatever that final song is called, is also really, really good. Um yeah. I have, I have this, seven. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say too. This you talking about Kanye is what I probably sounded like last night. I threw on the uh, that newest Arctic Monkeys like weird piano album, and I was just like, <laughs> you know, just ranting about how like this is the true masterpiece of the album, and this is why when he talks about space, that's like listen to the poetry of the words, and I'm sure that's what it sounded like. It was so it was pretty funny in retrospect. But but I, I mean, if music can make you feel like that, then I that's one of the joys of life, man, and low-key like we can do a flip of this you know next week where i tell you exactly which king gizzard albums to listen to because there's 18 i still haven't listened to them all yet <laughs> bro that's crazy we'd have to have like a um, four episodes like dedicated to like king gizzard reviews and i'm here for bro it. i wanted if if this, you guys oh. are down if you guys are down we can do like i don't know how we translate that into podcast format but we could do something like we make a playlist of a set number of uh, songs that we want to show the other people. So then like I prepare like a 10 song playlist of like shit that really speaks to me that I don't, I don't know if you guys like are all like into, I don't know. And then I play it to you and then you three do the same. Like it'd be sick. Um, Yeah. That way. I'd be cool. I think it'd be cool too for whoever, whoever's listening to us yeah so that you know they have new yeah. new stuff they they can listen to as well and i think i also i'm always listening looking for new stuff to listen to and it's, it's about time dog days brought the music back into yeah. the show it's been too long and we talk about music occasionally but i'd love to make it a more focused thing so stay tuned for for more of that i think we have a cool idea ideas ahead i think this will be fun but um yeah. With that said, I think it's about time. We're going to close out here. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us today. My name is Shane. And before we go, fun fact about the top coffee cities, New York's number one, Seattle's number two, and San Francisco is number three. So do with that what you will. I'm going to go grab a cup of coffee after this. Francisco. My name is Ben Brendan. This whole time, never changed it once. And uh, if you're listening to this, my personal piece of advice for you, if you want to just like live a really fulfilled life, every single morning when you get up, I want you to genuinely, I want you to sit down and I want you to listen to every single one of Kanye West's discography, every album, every feature, every production. I want you to listen to all of it front to back in chronological order. And I want you to do that genuinely every single morning. It will make your life at least 10 times better. Boopity-scoop. You'll take 20 hours to get out of bed, but... Um, so lose your phone. And my name's Jadu. My name's Ben Jadu. Uh, now it's not Jadu, but um, who knows if it'll be Jadu again anytime soon. Um, and to close out the podcast, I wanted to say to our listeners what the eight band posters I have up on my wall are. Ooh, let's see it. It took me a long um, time to figure out how I wanted to put them up. I can't really 
uh, push pull my computer out um because it's connected to the things here but i'll just say it to you all right let's um, run off i have a travis scott uh rodeo tour all, all of them are tour uh posters none okay. of them are like none of them are posters that aren't real posters all of them are posters that they use on tours travis scott young thug for the rodeo tour metallica for a tour that they did in like 2017 sublime for the nice. endless Endless Bummer tour in 1995. The Beatles uh, at the Shea Stadium in 1965. Jimi Hendrix Experience. Uh, I don't know what year that is. It's too small. Oh, Pop Music Festival. Um, Pink Floyd at the Paramount Theater. I don't know what year that is, but it was a Friday, October 22nd. <laughs> Kanye West. Kanye West, I think it was in Van Nuys. That concert is really, it's from a really long time ago because he's still doing like the teddy bear thing with that poster. And then Tom Waits, of course, to close out. He's my Sorry. patron saint. I love the guy. Very nice. All right. Goodbye, dear listen. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. You can't stay <laughs> you can't stay here. Your body is a bro, Ben. Remember what you said? I, I know who Snow I patrol. want to take no, me ben. home. Snow Patrol? You said this, bro. Snow Patrol? Oh shit! Can we just lay Said your body is a wonder wall. You said your body's a wonder wall? <laughs> Did I say that? Yes. When? Your body. You What's said... that song by Jimmy E. World? <laughs> your you body's know, a wonder wall. No. And it takes Sometimes, <laughs> 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 <laughs>